Bienvenidos Gen Z to the workforce. If you're like me, you're just a few years into your career and still wondering how you even qualify as an adult. With those first jobs, there is room for a lot of self-doubt, boredom, and dissatisfaction. But just like you define your worth, you define your happiness. The question is, how do we get there? In this episode of Voice Memos, let's talk about switching industries, the highs and lows of corporate America, and how do we find a way to make work work for us? Welcome to Vos Memos, a podcast where we talk about early career, creativity, and self-care. I'm your host, Angela George, and among many things, I am a creative Gen Z Latina living in Northeast Minneapolis and working by day as a project coordinator. I was so excited to start this podcast because every time I was scrolling through Spotify looking for something to listen to in those downtimes at work or on my commute, on my hot girl walk, I was just hearing advice that wasn't really resonating with me. And I'm hoping some people out there will feel the same way. I was looking for the real talk on career, ways to find inspiration and get creative, and ultimately a realistic self-care routine because I'm not going to be waking up at 5:30 in the morning. <laughs> so, if you're like me, hopefully you'll keep listening and we can explore these topics together. In this episode, Like I said, we're going to be talking about finding the path to early career happiness. I want to start with my experience. So far, um, this is my third job after graduating. During that time, I've switched from the higher ed industry into the financial services industry, of which I know nothing about. <laughs> and it's been kind of amazing to just see the differences and have that opportunity to switch industries so early in my career. Um I landed in higher ed because that's where my network got me and I'm very grateful for that opportunity to kind of see the inner workings of college admissions and career development offices. Shout out to those people that I worked with. It was amazing to just get some insight into services that I took advantage of myself and the how they're serving students. But ultimately, that was a stepping stone for me to get into a corporate America job. Higher ed felt very comfortable, very safe to me. I had multiple jobs on campus during my undergraduate career. So jumping into a higher ed job after graduating felt very easy to me, very familiar, and very safe. And I think that's where a lot of my dissatisfaction stemmed because I wasn't feeling challenged enough. It felt a little too easy, and the students I was serving were just a year or two younger than myself at the time. And so it felt it was just hard to be so close to so many cool students and then not be able to be friends with them because I had to keep up a professional boundary. So it felt very isolating. And I had amazing coworkers, but it ultimately it was a small school and I needed something bigger. I wanted to be in the city. I wanted to start my city girl life. I wanted to start my corporate girly life and at least try it. You know, you can't knock it till you try it. So, eventually I got out of the higher ed space and switched over to the financial services industry. 
And my background is computer science. And I am in their project management organization there. So project management isn't completely unrelated to my background. And a year ago, I would have told you that's where I wanted to be. Well, I don't know. A year ago from today, I probably wanted to be like a UX designer. And a year before that, I wanted to be a software engineer. So things change a lot. (laughs) But I am really happy with the role that I'm in now. And I'm learning a lot. And I think a large part of that is due to the fact that it's in an industry that I'm not familiar with. I get to focus on the job role. And eventually, if I stick with it long enough, then I'll learn about financial services. But the important part now in my early career stage is getting good at skills and getting good at that project management role. And to do that, I had to get out of my comfort zone in higher ed because I was doing some project management in higher ed, but it was all muddled with the things that were familiar to me. Different jobs I did while I was an undergraduate student and It was very confusing to figure out, do I actually like project management or am I just comfortable at where I'm at? And those first jobs, they're never going to be perfect. Like there's no such thing as a dream job. Some people might argue with that, but I believe there's no such thing as a dream job. The best thing you can do is just learn as much as you can about the job, about who you are in that job and keep thinking about what those next steps are going to be. And so I think that segues really well into like the highs and lows of corporate America. So the highs for me in corporate America are really that work-life balance, getting to enjoy city life, and also just not being tied down as much to that semester cycle. I think in corporate America, it's a pretty steady flow. And you'll hear some people talk about, oh, Q4 is crazy, like everything's wrapping up and that means a lot more work on my plate but in my experience so far most people are starting to go on their holiday vacations (laughs) which is great because to me that's a sign that I'm at a job where they really value letting people use their PTO and respecting people's work-life balance and understanding people have families outside of work and People actually feel empowered to take time off. That's really amazing. My experience so far, I'm really happy that my work respects that I'm a person first. I remember I got sick within like probably the first month of starting this job. And my coworkers gave me so much grace. They just let me like take the day off and encouraged me to take another day if I needed it and work from home instead of coming into the office. And a lot of that is that the job I'm in right now is hybrid and that is huge because when I was working in higher ed that's a very like student facing role and there's just a lot of jobs out there that can't be hybrid that aren't going to have a remote aspect or opportunity and so it's really important when you're thinking about that next step in your career like is that remote work option important to you. For me, I mean, and I think a lot of Gen Z would agree, like we were taking the brute of COVID during college, maybe during those last few years of high school. And at first coming out of COVID, I was like, I never want to be on a Zoom call again. 
that sounds awful. And now that I've kind of gotten some space from that, I very much am craving like that, a balance, a more balanced version of virtual work. And so that's why I really like this hybrid option because when I'm working hybrid, I can look forward to my work from home days and really like appreciate like having that time back from my commute or I don't have to travel anywhere to get lunch and I can take a walk in my neighborhood for my 15 minute break instead of being in the skyways. And let me tell you, I do love the skyways. If you're listening outside of Minnesota, Minneapolis has the longest network of connected skyways, I think in the world, which is amazing because it means I can walk from my building in downtown Minneapolis to my parking garage without stepping outside, which is like a few blocks away. Or I could walk almost across town, all while staying inside of heated and air-conditioned walkways, which is really cool Um, and a really unique experience for me to start off my career in such a networked city, like a literally networked city. And so I really like having that office experience. I think going on like one-on-ones, like a walking one-on-one, that's huge. Um, I would say that's a big high for me is, and corporate America is that I get to have time with my boss, with my coworkers, like my peers, and take a walk with them and talk about our struggles for the week, talk about our wins, talk about our personal life, because corporate America is all about relationship building. Any job is about relationship building. And so I take full advantage of those networking opportunities that are really hard to replicate in a completely virtual job. Will I move to a virtual job in the future? Who knows? There's definitely ways to balance out a fully remote job with a very in-person life. Um, But for me, three days in the office, two days at home is a great balance for me where I'm not getting too overstimulated by going downtown every day, but I'm still forcing myself to get that exposure to my coworkers and also just taking advantage of the wealth of places to eat and things to explore in downtown Minneapolis. Okay, so... I talked about a lot of highs there. Let's talk about the lows because as much as I feel like I'm being challenged in my job, there are days that are very boring and there's a lot of tasks in these entry-level roles that are going to feel very easy. You might feel like you don't have enough work to do at work, which is a really uncomfortable feeling. Or you might feel like the tasks are too easy and because they're easy you feel bored and to those I would say I've been there Uh, sometimes I'm still there and my solution has been to find ways to challenge myself sometimes it's as simple as listening to a podcast like this one uh, between meetings which can help you like learn a new skill while you're working And it can also give you a little bit of a break, help you to de-stress in between a presentation or something like that. Um, 
if I am not listening to a podcast in between meetings and I don't have much to do, that's a huge opportunity to go talk to your coworkers. Like I said, it's a little easier when you're in person, but sometimes you can get that good rapport on a Teams chat or Slack chat. Just keep it work appropriate. <laughs> but get to know these people. Like you're spending so much time with them. So you might as well get to know them and learn from them. And maybe you'll find a friend. Who knows? Another way that I kind of fight that boredom at work is to try to get a certificate, find a way to level up. The way I got to this job, in fact, was at my last job, they paid for a entry-level project management certificate through PMI, Project Management Institute. And that was huge because I didn't have to pay for it. I got to do it during work and it helped me get to that next step. So most places that you work will pay for you to learn skills that are related to their job. And if you're smart, which you are, if you're listening to this podcast, I know you are, <laughs> then you can convince your work that almost any skill is related to what you're doing. And therefore, almost any course that you're interested in can probably be tied back to your job. I was really lucky because I was working in a career development office. So <laughs> they probably had access to some of the best courses out there for early career development. But I'm sure that your work, if they don't already have it, you can take the initiative, you can do the research to find something that works for you. Another low in the corporate America life is the self-doubt. And the self-doubt creeps in when maybe you made a little mistake on an email or maybe you said the wrong name in a presentation. It happens. It's going to happen a lot in your early career. And in college, I was a very high achieving student. And so mistakes were not something that I was doing very often. And maybe some of you listeners out there can relate to being like that straight A student for so long and then getting into the corporate space and feeling like you're a kindergartner <laughs> in a room full of seniors and um, it's very intimidating sometimes to just be expected to keep up and so in those moments you really have to give yourself grace and play the new guy card like or new gal card some say that you can play that new guy card for up to or more than a year so think about it like coming into those first jobs you're used to becoming an expert on something within a semester. And a semester is only about three months, right? So maybe it's like three weeks into your job, one month into your job, and you don't feel like you have mastered anything yet. Versus in school, in college, one month into the semester, you're a third of the way through. You've got that unit one exam under your belt. <laughs> Maybe you already aced that unit one exam. So you're feeling like you're getting a lot of feedback in that class that you are on the right track. And in corporate America, in your first job, there's just 
not that same type of built-in feedback. And so it's so important to keep asking for feedback on everything you're doing, like setting up a one-on-one with your boss, setting up one-on-ones with your peers, asking people, how can I improve? What do I need to do to stand out here? Because there's no unit one exam to tell you that you're on the right track. And so you have to source that feedback yourself. Last thing I want to say on highs and lows is finding a way to give back. And it seems like it's really early in your career. What can you do now? What knowledge do you have to give back? But the truth is, there's so many people out there that could learn from you just because you're different than them. Just because you're in a different career than them. Just because you had a different path to that same spot or you're in the job that they want. So staying active on LinkedIn. I know when I got this job, just a few weeks in, someone messaged me like, how do I like it? What What do I think about my company? What? Just asking me, like trying to network with me, trying to learn from me. And at the time, I remember just a few weeks into my job, I was getting requests on LinkedIn asking me like, how do I like it? How do I like my company? How did I end up at that job? And I didn't have a lot to say at the time because I was so new. But it just goes to show that there are people out there eager to learn from you. And if you have the time, share the knowledge. Like, And a big part for me for figuring out the next step that I wanted was project management. A big part of that was talking to project management professionals out there in the field as local as I could get just so I could learn like did they like it what do they do what does it mean (laughs) because the truth is you just don't have a lot of time like you have a lot of time and at the same time you don't it's just things go slower once you're in your career going back to that semester metaphor you don't get to try five jobs in one semester just like you get to try five classes in college and I would never say that you're stuck in a job because you can always find a way out. If you need to get out, you can always get out. But you are stuck there for a while if you do want to like learn if you truly like the job and learn about the company and learn about other people that are related to your job. So a big thing is just find those opportunities to share your knowledge so that other people can figure out their own paths. Something that was really rewarding to me Just a few weeks ago, I was invited to be on a panel and speak about my experience so far in project management to some students taking the same course that I did, same certification course. Um, And it was really rewarding to just like hear their questions, um, put myself back in their shoes and think about like, what was I thinking during the certification? What was I thinking about in my senior year of undergrad and it was a really great opportunity to reflect myself on what am I doing every day and do I like it like what am I learning how do I feel what do I value and I think these are questions everyone should be asking of themselves just so you don't get checked out stay stay with it like keep checking in on yourself so that you can figure out timing on finding that next step with those check-ins I think we can talk about 
finding happiness. Because those check-ins for me, they're more about kind of being in tune with my own body and mind every day. Just how am I feeling and what is the source of that feeling? But long-term happiness or satisfaction from career is not easy. Most people aren't going to be doing a job that they love. A lot of people will do jobs they're good at, and a lot of people will do jobs that they're just okay at, (laughs) which is really unfortunate. I wish everyone could just be like an artist or a musician, like, or a professional video gamer, like, just do your hobby as a job. But the truth is, we go to college, we get these degrees, and a lot of us end up maybe in a job that we never even heard of before. I don't think little kids dream about becoming like a financial auditor. And that's okay, because we can create our own happiness. One way I do this is tracking my wins. Literally, I have a spreadsheet at work and one of my tasks every week is to think about if I got any compliments on my work that week, if I got any feedback, positive feedback, and also even if I didn't get feedback, is there a task that I think I did really well? Something that I just nailed it. And I track that. I track how much time I spent on it, who was it for, and it's like my log of success. Because like I said, going back to the whole school semester metaphor, nobody's giving me a grade on my work. So if they're not going to, I will. And that helps give me some of that dopamine rush of getting an A on an assignment or (laughs) just like that feeling of academic validation you really crave it and still deprogramming from that cycle of getting that academic validation I just want so badly for somebody at work to be like a plus sticker like you did great but that doesn't usually happen so and that's where the tracker comes in because especially once you get to that year-end review um you can bring up that tracker and it's like your brag sheet and it just might help you get a promotion. Secondly, I would say happiness at work is mostly going to come from life outside of work. You need something every day to look forward to and if I think back to one of the cliche interview questions, what gets you out of bed in the morning? Maybe in an interview, I'll somehow spin it to be about work. But personally, I have to create those things to look forward to. And they're usually outside of work. Maybe I, on Tuesdays, I do look forward to getting my taco salad in the office cafeteria. I will admit it. But besides Tuesdays, what gets me out of bed is usually something that I'm creating. One of my hobbies, a good book I'm reading, a planned hangout with a friend or spending time with my boyfriend or my family. All these things have nothing to do with my job. And they not only motivate me to get out of bed, but they also motivate me to get through the day and do a good job so that I can make money 
and keep doing the things that I love. So you have to find that motivation, that happiness outside of work so that you can continue to do a good job at work. And with that, I would like to close out with some things that I'm working on for 2024, career-related goals for 2024. And I know I just went through a whole list of my tips and tricks, and I hope that you don't feel intimidated to try all of those all at once, because I'm talking about a year and a half of work experience condensed down into a 30-minute podcast. So if any of those tips resonated with you, try just implementing one in the new year and see how it goes before doing them all all at once. But some of my goals for next year as we're thinking about New Year's resolutions is dressing for the job that I want. And I know this might seem like a surface level goal, but I did recently hear a statistic and it makes me sad that this is still happening, but the statistic was talking about how women who make it obvious that they put a lot of time into their looks, so whether that's makeup, hair, clothes, those women are taken more seriously. And it didn't even matter if the final results of all that self-preening looked good in the end. It was just that it was obvious that the woman had spent time doing that. And it makes me sad that that's what can define if people think that you're a serious professional. And I would hope that would never make the difference between getting a job or not like getting a promotion or not. But according to the statistic, and I'll link it in the show notes, um, it actually does. So one of my goals is to expand out that corporate outfit closet. (laughs) It's tough. Like I've spent my whole life dressing casual, keeping up with the trends, and now I have to figure out my style all over again. And It makes me feel a little lost. I'll have to admit, like, I feel very lost in my clothing style right now. And it doesn't help that there's been some weight gain in there. There's all these different factors. But ultimately, I mean, clothes are expensive. The thrift store is even getting expensive. So (laughs) I want to have, like, a full closet makeover, but it's just not possible right now. So... It's just something that I'm thinking about in 2024 and little ways that I can try to feel more like myself, bring out my personality in the way that I present at work. And lastly, I want to keep that learning mindset going into 2024. I don't want to lose it because I feel like the last year of work, I've been very open to new opportunities and opportunities to grow and skill build, and I just want to keep that momentum going into 2024. And with that learning mindset, I want to learn more about your goals for 2024. If you're not already following at Memos on Instagram, please do so. That's where you'll see all my updates and little clips from the show. I also have 
a book coming out. If my story at all resonates with you, uh, please sign up for the email list to get a notification when Soul Searching, Busqueda de Alma, comes out. It is in its very early first draft stage, but part of this podcast will be updating you on my publishing journey. So stay tuned, and I hope you'll come back for the next episode of Vos Memos bi-weekly, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Bye.